everybody, and welcome to Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, and entertainment. I have Corita Santi, who is a writer and vocal arranger for singers and songwriters, and also a ghostwriter. An actress. An actress. <laughs> Not to, you know, spook you guys and thinking like Halloween ghostwriter, but um, ghostwriter is different than a actual ghost <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know that so what uh talk about a little bit what you've done in your journey beginning in music and music um gosh well it kind of all started i've always been a huge like music lover even when i was a little girl i just even before i could really talk music i just i related to music i could always sit on the piano and play melodies off of the radio it was it just started really young and um uh, I think in high school, middle school or high school, I kind of encountered a group of people in the Bay Area up north and also in New York um, that knew each other, and they were all either like classically or jazz trained musicians that I kind of like linked up with, and we all just started creating together, and that was kind of the beginning of the journey. They were all older than me; they were like five to ten years older than me. So um, when they branched off and started doing other things and started really kind of making money off of it, they kind of brought me along with them and kind of you know try to see what I could do for them and that's kind of where I started um, mm-hmm. and, and my strengths were always with vocals I play the piano a little bit I played like woodwinds and I can kind of tinkle on different instruments but I with them because they're so amazing at every instrument that mm-hmm. they do I, mm-hmm. I stick to vocal arrangements um, and that's kind of where it started, like in the in the 90s. I do. <laughs> There's so many glasses. I agree. But you know, it's written really small on there. So that's why I keep leaning forward. Uh, uh, so that's interesting. So tell us, well, we had some shout out and some love from the Bay Area. We have Bay some people Area. watching. And I saw a bunch Yay. of hearts. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. What up, V-Town? Uh-uh, there you go. Someone's like, wait, I know her. Yep, Leo in the house. I've never been. I went, I went to Sacramento, and I think that's all I went to in the Bay. So Yeah, I, I was born and raised in Vallejo. Um, I lived on the East Coast briefly, like uh, middle school, and then came back to the Bay. Um, went to school at a little private school on the bottom of Mount Diablo. Um, and after college um, in Michigan, went back to the Bay and lived in San Francisco. So I'm kind of like all over the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I still go back every year, but L.A. is kind of where I need to be for what I want to do now. So. Exactly. So, well, hey, Manuel. He was saying to say, hey. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and so when did you decide to make the journey or the transition to L.A.? Even though you're still in California, when did you say, I've done enough in the Bay that I need to migrate and come to L.A.? You know, after I left, I left college early. Um, I went to the Bay and was working in San Francisco for a while and kind of just trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to do. Um, in 2000, I... Um, just kind of got tired of, of being in the Bay. I, I'd lost someone really close to me um, in the in the late 90s, and uh, it just kind of, my track just kind of went all off kilter. And so 2000, I, would, I just had to get out of the Bay, and I didn't know where to go. I didn't, I lived in the Midwest. I lived on the East Coast, and I was briefly in Louisiana for a minute. Um, and, you know, I just packed up my car, and I drove. Mm. <laughs> I had some music connections out here that I was kind of, like, doing some background stuff for, Um so I just drove my car down here and stayed in some hotels for a while until I ended up in a relationship and, and just got stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> got stuck here. <laughs> so, uh, well, they were asking if you can sing. And then I guess the second question that I'm just tagging on to that is your style of singing. Um, I can. I don't necessarily say that I do, but I, I do sing. Um, my style is more... Um, I don't know, jazz bass, it's a little eclectic, because I grew up with a really um, wide range of music influences. Um, I had people in the house that were listening to, like, punk, disco, soul, R&B, like, old school oldies, like, 50s, 60s type oldies. Um, but then I grew up in the era of, like, rap music, you know, and then... Um, I, my first cassette tape that I ever bought was the Boogie Boys, City Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back to cassette tapes. <laughs> I know about those too, but we yeah. won't say. <laughs> so I, I do sing. Um, I try not to, but uh, lately I have been singing. Like the, the, the group of musicians I've been working with out in Malibu, um, while I do arrangements for them on our off time, we've been kind of working on a little side project where it's all musicians and I'm pretty much the only female and I will be the only female vocalist on it. Um, mm. That probably won't be out till like 2020. <laughs> we like, you know, he's planning on doing like 16 songs. We've only finished one because the first one was like an 88 piece vocal arrangement. 
um, which is huge. And we, that took a That's year. A it took a year to do one song. So it's it's going to be a challenge, but it's something, you know, it's, it's fun for us. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I do sing, but I don't really like to say that I do because I try at this point, like because I've had some injuries when I was younger, my vocals aren't as strong as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So I can write things that I can hear other people singing better than I can. Got it. <laughs> now, I guess this is kind of telling. They were like, what's a cassette? So, oh, wow. How old are you guys? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm 38 or I'll be 38. So like I was a child of like the, you know, 80s, late 70s, 80s. And, you know, we had like the, the vinyl records, the 45s, you know. And that's why like, what's that? Like, I don't know what that is. So cassette tapes, they're like these little square things that you put in a player and they have like this tape that kind of goes around <laughs> and it plays music or whatever you record onto it. <laughs> I still have a lot of my cassettes. Matter of fact, when I started, we started on DATs. So, like, digital audio tapes. That's what we recorded on. Now everything's, like, different. But um, there was no, like, computers recording into, like, that. We, it was all, like, it, yeah, it was, it was completely different. Um, and, the, yeah. Uh. But you know that they actually have... They have an iPhone case that is a that cassette. Looks like a cassette. I, so I'm you're... so out of the loop on like what's out there and trendy. I'm in my own little world in like windowless rooms ninety oh. percent of the time. So Yeah, so that's what um yeah, so if you guys wanna see that you can look at the iPhone cases and actually or Google it too. Look up cassette tape. Look up cassette tape <laughs> and then you'll see what it looks like there. But I think that's funny. You know, like <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember the two questions from before. Oh, one going back. Hopefully you're still watching. Um, they were asking if you've ever worked with Drake before. No, I'm actually not a fan of his. So. <laughs> She's like, no, and that's not on my list yeah, of people to work with. Yeah, not on my like, wish list. I mean, like, I've, I've never personally met him. I don't know anything about him. I'm just not a fan of his music. <laughs> yeah, so answer that question. <laughs> Oh, they were saying that was a joke. But hey, it could have been. You never know. You never know the people that... I mean, hey, he works with everybody, right? Exactly. like Future. Future is all over the place, too, and I really don't care to work with him either. Yeah, there are some people that you see certain producers and singers and songwriters that work with everybody. Yeah, and and then you look at it like, why? Yeah, but some people, they're doing it for a paycheck. They're like, hey, I need to do this. Like, I want to work. I just want to eat, you know? Well, you know the thing Um, about music... Yes, got that. The thing about music now is like it's it's not necessarily about talent anymore. It's really about just the marketing team behind them and the image and like just connections. And so it's not necessarily the music that's on the radio today isn't exactly like the best music that there is out there, you know. Very true. And then their question, I know they were um, asked that again, but what's the difference you feel the music is between the Bay Area and L.A.? Oh, L.A. is very much um, more like radio friendly. Mm. Um, it's they don't really play too much like outside of this, you know, what's popular um, and like just radio play. At Bay, I used to go to a lot of like the little local jazz clubs and even like the even the rap and hip hop is is. Um, well, locally is a lot more underground. Like, you don't hear it in other parts of the country. You would never hear some of the artists that are out there. Um, but, I, you know, for me, it was just the jazz. There was so much jazz in the Bay. Like, I, hmm. Joshua Redman was all over the place. And, I, you know, he's based out of there. And I used to love going to watch him all the time. And, um, and you know, like, Sheila East family's up there. I used to go to her dad's like, club all the time. Too. It was just, there's a lot, I think... Um, the local scene is a little more, even though it's bigger out here, it's a little more eclectic up in the Bay, I feel. Just because mm. just out here, people tend to want to be the, uh, like, the popular, like, the fame. So it's not necessarily, like, experimental. It's just kind of what will make the most money out here. I feel like that's so true. Every market has its own style. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, New York has its own sense of, you know, style for music. Yeah, we all know what kind of... great. You yeah. know, the music scene in New York just goes past for, like, so long. Like, yeah. And then, you know, D.C., there's down south, there's Chicago. So many different cities have its different, you know, areas. Yeah, and then I um, spent some time, like I said, in college, I spent some time out in Michigan. So, like, the Detroit scene is even, like, it's completely different, too, than it is in anywhere, anywhere else in the country with music, so... Yeah. Um, well, before we continue... I mean, I guess you guys know if you don't know, I do. It's called Water or Wine Time. Woo-hoo. So we have a turn up. We have a whiskey drinker whiskey. here. And I have my breakfast drink. <laughs> I'm doing another podcast later and I have an empty stomach. So I decided not to do the liquor because that would be a whole other interview. For those of you wondering what time of day it is and why I'm drinking whiskey, I don't work on normal people hours it's never too early. It's drink o'clock somewhere in yes. the at all times of day. 
<laughs> it's neither water nor wine. So if you guys know the reason why I call it water or wine time, it's water because water is is water. Now for wine, wine can be whiskey, <laughs> wine can be vodka, wine can be rum. Exactly, it's five o'clock somewhere. I don't judge my guests because sometimes I would have something at this time of day. You know, <laughs> we have mimosas. People drink mimosas in the morning and Bloody Marys. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna pass that to you just so I could open up my drink. Just hold that guy for me really quick. Yeah. Ooh. Yep, no, it is holding. yep, you're doing good. That's perfect. That's the volume. Oh, so it turned up a little bit. But that's why I have my fiance that can adjust the audio. It's amazing. Um, yeah, they were asking, going back, because I know you wanted to get some couple sips in, so it didn't get too watered down. Um, uh, look at that from... Oh, for, oh yeah. <laughs> so they were asking what artists you've worked with in the Bay. I know we touched on a little bit. Um, but the collective, your collaboration group, and yeah, see, I can't really. Um, I, I'm not in a position to name any names at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the group of musicians that I work with, they're all kind of spread out, and and they're not really known in the industry anyway. They're kind of like on the low, um, and and they all do their own thing. But when they come together, that's when I work with them. Um, in the bay, I mean, I know a lot of musicians in the bay, but as far as like working with them, there's. I can't really speak on any. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have a whole thing called confidentiality agreements and, and non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. Where we can't, like, you know, I like to work and I like my connections so <laughs> I, and I like to continue to work. So um, if they tell me I can't speak on anything that I'm doing with them, then I can't speak on anything can't that I'm doing with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of goes into, um, yeah. So my dog is actually causing, doing a lot of moving around right now. Um, ghostwriting, because I did mention that in the intro as well. Now, talk to us about, yes, the Blue Hearts, and it matches your little logo right there. So, yay. They're what are Blue Hearts? The Blue Hearts, we're actually doing, well, yeah, I'm going to teach you about Periscope. <laughs> the Blue Hearts mean it. they like it. <laughs> it means they like what they're hearing, they like what they're seeing, they're, like, enjoying oh, okay, what's cool. going on. So, hearts like are good. Me. You really like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why they get to pick the color, too, but I like it. I like it when it's, like, a nice blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank Thank you for all the love in the hearts. We both appreciate it. Um, yeah, so talking about ghostwriting, because that's kind of, you know, going back to the NDA, your non-disclosure and things you can't talk about, you know, certain artists and things of that nature. Yeah. Now, when you ghostwrite, what is ghostwriting and, you know, how does that work? Ghostwriting is pretty much just kind of like writing undercover. Like, you're basically... Right, whatever you're writing, if it's music or vocals or lyrics, whatever you're writing, you're kind of... Writing um, and getting paid, but generally not getting credited or like um, your name isn't necessarily attached to the project. You know, maybe maybe if you like scour the credits, you might be able to see someone, but it's not going to be announced that they're that they're the ones who wrote it. Or generally, it's because the artist themselves likes to take claim for the project. Um, and you know, there's there's like a huge range of ghostwriters there are those who write like with people and kind of like help them write and then there are other ghostwriters who kind of just write it for them and let the artist take credit so Mm. um it's there's not really any specific way to like go about ghostwriting it just depends on who you're working with and what you do and what your strengths are and like what they need you for um but it's generally just you know being a part of a project and and not necessarily getting credited about it Mm. Uh, well, they were saying, what do you think about 50 Cent? 50 Cent. Um, I actually, I, I you know, he's entertaining to me. <laughs> he's, 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 he's an interesting businessman. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with some of the choices he's made in, in the last few years, business-wise, but, um, as far as musically, I mean, he's always an entertainer. I've, you know, I've, I've always listened to his music. I never have an issue with him. I know some people, you know, hate him or love him, but it's just, I, I don't have anything against him. Mm-hmm. He, he knows, he knows how to work his strengths. You know, I feel like that's what you have to do in, in this business. You have to know what you're good at and what people are interested in and how to market yourself. And how you can make money off of it, really. Because if you're going to make a living, you got to find a way that people are going to want to spend the money to listen to what you're trying to do. Very true. Very true. Now, okay, when you get a ghostwriter, do you think it's a because certain people don't have that skill set to be a songwriter? For the artist, per se? Not necessarily. I mean, I know some artists who can write themselves who still use ghostwriters just because it's, like, another perspective. And sometimes, you know, sometimes certain writers get stuck in, like, one certain style or or can't, you know, they have an idea of what they want to do, but 
they don't necessarily know how to write it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll bring in somebody else who can kind of help them explore outside of what they already do. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what I help because my style, I have a range and I can kind of work with different genres. So like when someone isn't quite sure what they want to do and they want to do something a little different, that's kind of where I can come in and and just bring something completely out of like, you know, the left and just, I don't know. It's for me, I always have fun with doing things that hasn't been done before or or doing things that maybe has been done, but like in a completely different way and just twist it up. So I I, I like to experiment and I don't, I don't like doing things that everyone else is doing. So. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Are you ready? They're like, yes. Wake and bake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that I didn't have provided today. It's okay. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I have half of it. I I take care of myself. I just didn't bring it in here. (laughs) It's like, I got it. It's just not here. So there we go. (laughs) She's with you. She's with you on that one. I'm I'm with the 420 boys. (laughs) She's like, where are you? We're here. (laughs) Well, she's here. I'm not here. Um, Do you feel like you need, um, yeah, next show. Maybe the next show. I don't know. It won't be me doing it, but I don't know if my next guest does. You don't catch me on camera doing it. Yeah, and I don't think she's going to do it either. My next guest, I don't think that she's, yeah, I don't think that that would be happening. Um, So that's when this is all done. That's happened. Uh, Do you feel like you need to change? You know how music is constantly evolving and changing. Do you feel like, A, this is my style, this is who I'm going to be, like it or not? Or do you feel like, okay, now I need to stay relevant? With no. where the music trend is going. Well, because the thing with me, because I'm not trying to be an artist. Mm-hmm. So, and and again, my style is so eclectic that I don't necessarily have one particular, like, lane that I write in. So, um, um, it, I don't, for me, I'm constantly changing. I, you know, I don't like being complacent. I don't like just being stuck in one place. I constantly want to evolve and learn and grow and just do bigger and better things. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you know, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, it, to me, music is art. And if you're not, like, taking chances and experimenting in art, I mean, what what's the point? It, it's just kind of boring and bland if you're just, it's like cookie cutter. If you're trying to do everything that everyone else is doing, it's like, it's just, why? Mm-hmm. Everyone sounds the same on the radio, and that's what I'm trying to get away from with the stuff that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go ahead and tell you guys, this is Oreo, the one that's walking around here. That's like all over the place. That's Caesar. So those are my dogs. So just let you guys know. Um, now let's every relationship and every project and collaboration. She's like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> it's not always. Uh, so look, miss question, but I'll catch up later. Okay. Um, yeah, they were saying that music sucks nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's why I'm trying to come in the game like on the low and just trying to like flip it up with some of the people. Like some of the stuff that I'm working on, it's really exciting. Like I said, the stuff that I'm going to be singing on probably won't be out for like a couple of years, but there's stuff mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like helping out with um, that I'll be able to speak on in a few months, but that'll be out next year that will kind of really switch up um, what's out there. And I don't know necessarily, it won't be radio. You know, the people that I've been working with, they, they're, they're not necessarily concerned with being popular. They mm-hmm. just kind of do what they love and, you know create Mm -hmm. but sometimes in my opinion i feel like the indie artists or underground music you find those gems and they're really Mm -hmm. good yeah like you really can find some good stuff have you um that was actually my next question look at you (laughs) how do you you're already like a step ahead but um but that's honestly what i feel like you know um so people need to check out the underground. There are scenes and there are places where you can see all this stuff. Yeah. You know, the underground music. You just have to kind of, I think you have to know people, but we'll get towards that in the and end. if you're really into music for like the music's sake, you're, you're going to like, you you know where to go to get the stuff that isn't necessarily like the popular stuff. Like the stuff, like the good stuff, you know where like the mm-hmm. meaty stuff is. You're, you can find it. It's out there. It's just, it's not going to be easy. Cause, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've gone to shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. Yeah. Or this group or this girl. I'm like, where are they? Like, I would buy their stuff and support it. So when you know people that are doing stuff in the music or underground or, you know, um, or these indie artists, support them. Yeah. You know, buy their music because they appreciate it. Yeah. It's not going to get radio played. Maybe in due time it will, mm-hmm. depending on how, you know, their stuff gets to be, you know. <laughs> Sucker punch, really. <laughs> That's uh, that over there, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, exactly, but maybe that'll be the next song. Uh, okay. That's not commercialized. Well, you have to search. We're pretty much yeah. just saying you kind of have to. You just got to gotta search. There's no, like, easy way. There's nothing online you can click on and be like, oh, interesting music. That's not commercial. Like, you just have to, like, 
explore artists and then just, I mean, it, it's not, you just have to do your own footwork, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the reason why I would end up going is because I just knew people. Yeah. And then they'll say, hey, check out this show. It's that kind of thing. Or even sometimes online, sometimes they'll post things. You have to look at little little clubs, maybe. Yeah. And they have artists that come out to perform. Caesar, stop. You know, a good thing, too, that I found, like, sometimes on, like, soundtracks, you'll mm. find, like, a random little song and an interesting voice, and you look it up, and that person has, like, an album and it just that you've never heard of, you know, the, the, the artist. So, I mean, there's a lot of interest. I actually, there's one of my favorite now, this girl, Emily Wells. Never mm. worked with her. I would love to, though. She's a really interesting artist, and I've, um, she came to my attention because of, um, Stoker, this movie, um, mm. it was like the the ending credit, and I was like, oh, that who is that? And mm, you know, and I looked her up, smart. and she was just like a really interesting indie artist. She plays all her own, you know, instruments, and it and it's just you you can find um, artists that aren't commercial in lots of different ways. You just kind of have to keep your ears open. Really, yeah, I think that's true. When you hear certain songs that like spark your interest, like, yeah. and you hear a voice, look them up. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm, I like this voice. I like this song. I've done that on a Today Show. Mm-hmm. And I heard, there was a young lady that was singing. I can't think of her name right now. It's horrible. And I like her song. Her song is named It's Here, and it's on the radio. Hmm. She's a young girl. Um, oh, I can't think of her I name really right now. I don't radio. I don't know who's that right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I've heard it in the car, so yeah. I don't really listen to the radio to that much. Um, Shazam, you could do that, too, if you hear a song. Like, yeah. Get that artist. Um but they were like the a feature artist. And I yeah. watched the, the the Today Show and they had her on the show. And um, Ariana... Uh, Ariana Grande? Not Grande. Lessie. Ari- something with the A. And I think her last name is Lessie. Mm-hmm. But this, the song's name is... Uh, the title is Here. Mm-hmm. And I like the song. Mm-hmm. And now she's playing her songs on the radio. But she was pretty unknown at the very beginning. And that's how I started following her. And now I'm yeah. a fan of her, you know, her songs. Uh, going back to other questions, so now we've had a, that moment, and uh, yeah, Alessa Cara, yes, the web will help you out. Alessa Cara, and their song is here. You know, um, yeah. So look her up. I like her. You should listen to her. I'll let you. I'll text it to you. Mm-hmm. Alessa Cara, uh, have you worked on a project that you've done that it's not been the most enjoyable or a <laughs> collaboration you're like oh i am not wanting to work with you right now but i know i have to i got a check coming and it's like ah what was that experience like you know and what made it a toxic work environment um there was actually a couple there's one specifically why i was really working on it and i was i was doing the um the lyrics and the vocal arrangement this is just recently in the last mm-hmm. couple of months um and she's that's right. No names. If you had, you saw that. No, no we don't names. do that. If you've been following, you know, we don't say names because at the end of the day, we're working. We want to continue to work. And I think and just to, didn't mean to cut you off. But on that note, when you do mention names and you are bad mouthing, it's not good for you. It's yeah. not. It shows something to your character, because at the end of the day, that person, they know eventually someone will tell them in private and say, you know, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or what you're doing is wrong. Or... I just don't feel any reason to bring negative energy, like, directly to a person. Exactly. Unnecessarily. I mean, like, if you want to speak on something, you can speak on it without bringing someone else into the mix. You mm-hmm. know, so. And, um... I, and I also think that these people end up, sometimes it'll come to light without someone else saying it. Yeah, people will you say know, it eventually. You know, they'll end up, if you're a person that doesn't have good character. Mm-hmm. It comes to light eventually. So yeah. you shady, messed up people, at the end of the day, it will come to light. No one has to speak on it. You do it for yourself. Uh-huh. You know, and I think it's very true. You, Whatever you say or whatever you do, your toxic energy will be shown. And, and, you'll, it, and you'll be the one to put it out there. And it'll come know? back to you eventually. It's, yeah, in, like, in L.A. And there are circles. L.A. is the smallest world in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, whether it's like film or music. It's so small. I mean, there are people that I didn't even realize were connected that I deal with mm-hmm. that, like, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I didn't know you knew them because they saw me in a picture with them. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. how did you even see that picture? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a small world and you don't want to burn your bridges and you don't want to, like, shade yourself because mm-hmm. um, you want, you know, you, know, you want to be able to work with other people. So, you know, for me, it's like I've, I've been great at being the one who knows a whole lot and doesn't tell anything. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can talk a whole lot without really telling you anything, mm-hmm. too. That's that's the key. That's it's the like, key. You can talk and give people information without really telling them anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's kind of key with my line of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep people happy, feed them what they want, but really you not really giving any details of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So going back to that without telling these names. So, back to it. so I had to rewind. A female artist I was working with that I was doing the vocals for, I, I wrote the lyrics and the vocal arrangement for her. Um, and it's nobody local. She's a European artist. Um, uh, and she just has no range. Mm. She couldn't sing. Every, and, and, the, and the thing is, the, the, the musicians that I was working with for her, they don't auto-tune anything mm. like you sing and it in the booth <laughs> you sing it in the booth and you sing it the way you're supposed to sing it you sing it the way it's supposed to be and if you don't get it right you're going to keep on doing it until you do um and it like three weeks it got us to do like one verse on her it was like madness and i ended up working more as like a vocal coach for her which i wasn't being paid to do it was just it just amazes me how many people have like major label deals and just can't sing for can mm. we swear you can swear. Can't sing for shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I was like, let it out. Let it out. Because it's, mm. it's, you know, I mean, it, I just, it, the amount of money that was put into the project that this person was doing and the amount of talent that she actually had was just like, I, I was really frustrated. I kept having to walk out of the room and, and I wasn't even like giving a huge range on the vocal arrangement. I was kind of keeping it like. Keeping it safe, keeping it easy. That I knew that she could handle, and she wasn't even doing that. And she was like, "Oh, well, you guys can fix it in post." I'm like, "We're not that kind of a team. No, these people do all live, so you know, we're not gonna go and fix your vocals if you can't get it right. They're just not gonna use it." So um, it was really frustrating with her because she has been treated by her label and everybody around her um, as like a real diva, but she doesn't have mm. anything to back it up. And it was just. When when you have a sense of entitlement, when you have nothing to back it up, that's what really frustrates me. It's like, show me what you can do and just deliver. Don't talk mm-hmm. about what you can do. Don't try to drop names. I mean, for me, it's like when someone walks through the door and starts dropping names like within five minutes, that's a huge warning signs go off. And that's kind of what she did. Well, I've been working with this person. Like, I don't care who you work with. I don't care what you've done. I want to see what you can do right here for me. That's true. And... You know, um, and I had another instance when I wasn't really working with them. It was just I was kind of hanging out with a friend at a studio and they were working with um, an older gentleman who uh, decided he wanted to do some rap songs. And <laughs> and I was just doing some background vocals, really, uh, just for fun. And it wasn't even a song that I really wanted to do anything with. And I was just kind of over the top, like caricaturish with my vocals. It wasn't anything I wanted to be known for at all yeah and this person went and released the song on youtube and completely changed the track it wasn't even my friend's track Com- changed it to some cheesy horrible gross dance music but they still kept my vocals huh. for the background and i was just like i don't want anything to do with that, yeah. that song it was just really um it was gross it was horrible and it was like i, I wish he hadn't used my vocals on those i didn't want anything to do with that project <laughs> Wow. Um, well, speaking of that, we have someone from Turkey that's listening, and we'll try to slow it down so it's a little bit easier for you. What up, Turkey? I yeah. really want to. I think it's Turkey, or maybe it's Turkmenistan. There's that big, huge, giant burning hole. Oh, it's like the one of like these. It's like a gate from hell, supposedly, but it's like this huge, giant hole that's just been burning for like decades. I really want to visit it. <laughs> Is that in Turkey? It's so Turkey let's... or Tur- Turkmenistan, somewhere around there. I believe it's somewhere around. Turkey? Have you heard of it? I don't so know. tell us in Turkey, is there a huge Turkey, have you been hole? to the giant burning hole? There's a giant burning <laughs> hole. Is it in Turkey? Or Turk something? Yeah. The other place. <laughs> Too fast. No, no Turkey in Alanya? Oh, okay. I don't know Alanya. I don't know. Okay, but is it a big hole in Turkey that's on fire? <laughs> I don't know Alanya. I don't know Alanya. <laughs> I don't, is that a place? Maybe that's... Is that a country? I, I don't know. But hey, what's up, Turkey? Hey, Turkey. We'll look <laughs> that up. And I'll do our best to try to slow it down for you. I've never been you to know? Turkey. I've been, I've been to a lot of... It is a huge hole, see? Oh. Ah. Oh, so Alanya, that's where it is. Okay. Okay, so that answered that question. So, yeah, we'll have to go to Alanya to see this... <laughs> big, big, giant burning hole. Big, giant burning <laughs> hole. That they call hell. Like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know that it's called hell. I don't know if I want to go to hell. Because I don't, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by like these kind of things around the world where people feel like it's like a spiritual thing. Or, yeah. Like, like I think it would be crazy to see. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, you know. Um, uh, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not sending. Neither one of us is sending you our no, number. No, no. <laughs> we 
we'll we'll look it up. We'll look up the big hole and maybe she'll go see it and then I'll be in the plane. I'll look down like, hey, what's that big hole look like? In the plane or something, you know. That's how I'd look at it, you know. And I'll take a picture from up there like, hey. And I'd have a really good, you know, cool picture, you know. Uh, underground. Fire MP where there's a whole bunch of... T- oh. I never oh. heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's in Pennsylvania? I've heard of a gate of... That was supposedly gate of hell in Pennsylvania somewhere, but I haven't heard of people living there for 40 years. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not what it says? That people were living there? That's what it said, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I've been to Pennsylvania. I've been to... Philly, I've been to Hershey, but I'm not living in a hole in, yeah. in hell. Like, <laughs> that does not sound like a place that I want to go to. Speak slower. Okay. Okay. I'm trying. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Turkey, there is a hole in Pennsylvania. They grow, uh, oh. From the gate, been there. Girl from the gate, from, oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, so in Turkey, well, uh, Pennsylvania. My, our Turkish friend, there is something similar in Pennsylvania. There's a few around the world. I believe there's 11. I think there were 11 or 7. So there's 7 there's, or 11 yeah. gates of hell. Several gates of hell around the world in different countries. <laughs> Someone will make the journey and do that and see all of them. Um, can I thank you? Uh, I guess it's, oh, find on Facebook? I, I'm confused. I guess they're trying to find on Facebook. We do that at the very end. We'll do, like, the social media blast and where to find her and where to find me and all that stuff and stay, <laughs> stay up to date. Seven. Seven yeah. gates of hell. Seven. There you go. Oh, I feel like they made a movie or something and they talked about it. I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's in something. So seven gates <laughs> of hell. So someone go visit those. I, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. She'll visit them and tell me about it. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm so fascinated by the darker side of like life in general that one of the projects I'm working on with the group of musicians, we're actually doing a whole collective album of, um, and it's tentatively titled like Psychotic Breakdown. Or breakthrough. Psychotic Breakthrough. Okay. Because every song is going to be about being crazy, going crazy, or watching someone else act crazy. Oh, I like that. Because we've all been a little crazy. We've all, yeah. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. some point or shape or form, whether it's just in life or in love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all done that. Without dark, you can't have light. Absolutely. Mm, If you don't know the darkness, you don't know what light is. Very true. Man, we've all been there. I'm like, uh, yeah, let's just, yeah, we've all been there. I, I, I can get a little weird and symbolic with some of my writing for some people. So, yeah, I, I can, I, I sometimes my writing goes over the heads of some of the people I'm in the studio with. I can say that. And they're like, what? <laughs> what did she say? It's like, yeah. I like to throw in a little, like, random symbolism from historic, mm-hmm. you know, just tragedies. <laughs> oh, well, acting. We've actually, that was part of the I'm intro. an actress. That is my yeah. main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, music has kind of been a side thing for me and just a love, a passion of mine. But acting is really what I've been pursuing. It hasn't been going the way that I've been wanting it to go and mm-hmm. as fast as I've been wanting it to go. Um, you know, so like I pay my bills aside from music. I, I do background acting right now in commercials and TV shows. I do stand in work on stuff too. Um, but really acting is the goal. Mm-hmm. I really want to stick to feature films. I, um, I do have a few feature film ideas in mind that I've been trying to work out a rough draft of script. I have like five movie ideas mm-hmm. that I'll be doing. Um, I'm trying to write my own scripts for. I'm not a writer like that. I can do poetry and songs, but stories and scripts just aren't my thing. So trying to discipline myself to be able to, to write what I see in my head um, is kind of the project that I've been working on for the last five years and I haven't been getting very far. So if any writers who are really into tragic, dark, um, mostly thrillers, some horror, one drama, like if you want to, you know, maybe try to collaborate, hey, hey, I'm looking for some writers out to there. help me. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, acting and films, I, I my goal is to make some beautifully tragic films and do incredibly intriguing scores and even better supplemental soundtracks along with mm-hmm. that. That's what I want to do. I'm going to write, direct, and star in and do my own music, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, hey, that's the, the blessing, the fact that you have, you know, the music career or music stuff going on. It's like, hey, I can do that too. I'm going to do the music and I'm going to do... Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, see, those we, we just let go. Yeah. We let go. We let them go. Um, but thank you for watching. So, but those, yeah, like I said, we let them go. Um, yeah, so with that, where was I going? Oh, going back to that question. It's like you know my questions. Okay, no, I'm not lesbian. Okay? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> see, I told her, like, just ignore it, but we're, no, we're not. She's not. I'm not. We're not doing that. No. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're just just keep yeah, those going. Keep, keep, no, no, so we're not even gonna address no. it. <laughs> uh, your favorite project? You know, I know we talked about the worst or the bad experience, but there's also you have to do like we said, the dark and the light. What is the a, a project that you're most proud of that you worked on? Maybe it's even film. Maybe it's music. Whatever it is that you're like, yes, that's something that I am, you know, enjoy. Um, there's actually something that I recently did. We still haven't finished it yet, so it's kind of um, mid. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're in the we're in the middle of of, of doing it. I, I had mm-hmm. to pull back a little bit because um, the people I'm working with are traveling around the world, and a lot of the stuff they're doing is international, and, and I can't travel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but um, so it's going to take a little longer to finish. But one of my favorite projects right now is um, there's like this um, there's a group of Swedish folks uh, I, I i would say the name but i can't even remember their name but it's, <laughs> it's a very swedish name probably but there's a swedish group of musicians that we've been working with on um on actually it's a horror soundtrack it's a swedish thriller so it, it's more like a darker um and we've been working on that and we've been doing some really incredibly intriguing songs um that i really get to experiment and play and i there's like no boundaries so that has been really fun because we're working with my group of um, folks that are all like live musician playing like jazz, you know, classical. But then we're working with some more like they're kind of um, I kind of want to say they, they they border a little trip hop style. So working with them has been really interesting and, and they've given us a lot of freedom. So I, I've, I've been having a lot of fun writing for that because I can go really dark because, again, it's for <laughs> a really dark horror kind of a thriller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my favorite so far. Now, we're just going to speak it into existence. Now, you can either give two of these answers. Uh, musically, who do you want to work with? Who? Oh, I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that one first. And then this is part two of this one. So musically, go. Okay, musically, I love Lisa Fisher. Incredible vocals. Oh, my God, if I could do anything with her. I love her. I try to watch her anytime. Um, also, Prince, of course. Oh. <laughs> my dream yes. would be to work with Prince. I don't care whatever kind of style he's working with at the moment. I want to work with Prince. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's been kind of like on the top of my list. I also love Bill Laswell, mm-hmm. who a lot of people may not recognize the name, but he's been, um, I've always loved his projects. Um I don't know. There's so many. Wait, did you go to his concert? Bill Pr- no, no, Prince. Prince. No, but I've seen. Um, I've, oh, it was so good. I saw his live stream that he did on Tidal, um, uh, like a couple of, a month or two ago, which was incredible because he was only supposed to play for like an hour, and he played for like three or four hours. And I was Shut just, up. I was just at home on the computer, like Shut yeah. up. And he was like, uh. he was like, I'm, I'm supposed to stop, but I still have more hits for y'all. So he's like, I'm gonna keep on going. It was incredible, and I've actually met him. I, um, oh, you've met Prince? Uh, briefly, not like not on a professional level, but I, I was um, with some friends who were invited to the small private um, concert over at um, the Soho House okay. um, years ago. It was like after, I don't know if it was like the Grammys or one of the music awards. Um, so we went over there and it was like maybe like 50 people that were there. And he just did a small, wow. really intimate concert. And after the show, he went and introduced himself to everybody and shook everybody's hands and walked around no, the he room. Didn't. And I was, it was just like the silence that walked over the room. And it was just, you know, and he looks into your eyes and he's like, Hey, how you doing? And it was just it was like, 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 and he's shorter than me. And he had platform heels on. And I was just like, Ooh, Ooh Prince. <laughs> so it's I, like, he just brings you into his trance. His and you're energy like, is oh. so, incredible and beautiful i would love Uh, to be able to work with him at any capacity i don't care if i can just do some background vocals that are just subliminally in the background that you barely hear i just want to work with him um lenny kravitz is another one i would love to work with Um, well side note if you do something with prince can i just like walk in the background because i I don't sing but (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh guys i've worked with prince or let me just say like hey like in the song like randomly so just write that i mean like prince is like probably like my 
my number one. And he's not necessarily my, my favorite artist, but, yeah. like, he's my number one that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he's, he gets it. Like, it's not about commercialism for him. He gets it. Like, he is not afraid to experiment. He doesn't care if the public hates him. Like, he it's just, true. he just gets it. Like, and he, and he's so talented that he can sit there and jam and improvise. That's the thing. If someone can sit there and just jam with you without, without ever meeting you before, those are the kind of people I like to surround myself with. That we can mm-hmm. just sit there and create. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the kind of people that like really kind of I get excited to work with. Yeah, I love that. So I will say, if you do the prints, just, man, I hope just write that line of me saying <laughs> "gay" in the background or "hey." Like I don't know, I don't know what it is. You might just walk around, like we just walk, and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, I work with Prince. I know it's like, can, can I just get a ooh ooh on the song? Yeah, that's all I want. That's all I want, and you can cut it. You can cut it. I don't even care. Because at the end of the day, I could say I still did it, or right. or yep. just keep the one ooh. Yep. You know, yep. even if it yep. sounds bad, I said the ooh on the last track. Yeah. Prince. So yeah. <laughs> We've confirmed that. You guys have witnessed when that happens. Then she's already said that I'm doing the oop. <laughs> now, let's go to, since we did music, who you want to work with. Now, what about on the acting side? Acting. I absolutely love Kim Ki-duk. He's a Korean director. I watch everything he does. His stuff mm-hmm. is amazing. It's not necessarily for everybody. But I want to, if he ever does an English language film, or I, I think he trained in Paris too, so if he does anything in French, I'll, I can navigate through that. I don't know Korean. Mm-hmm. I'll learn it if it's going <laughs> to... I'll learn Korean. If I get the chance to work with Kim Ki-duk, I will learn Korean just for that damn project. I mean, like, he's my number one. Um, there's so many, though. Like, I love Gaspar. I say I don't... There's not necessarily too many Americans. Um, Gaspar No is, is like a French director I absolutely love who's mm-hmm. really... Who kind of pushes the envelope. For me, as an actor... I I don't necessarily live my life very safely. So as an actress, I don't want to play safe roles. I like mm-hmm. things that push the envelope. I want things that kind of teeter on the darkness, on the darker side of like human emotion. Um, I don't mind being the crazy, like emotional over the top, like, you know, mm-hmm. dramatic victim. I, I kind of like those roles. That ultimately, I would love to work in the type of projects that I am drawn to. And I really like dark tragedies. Mm-hmm. Um so anyone who, you know, uh, for, I don't, like, again, Kim Ki-duk is my number one favorite. Um, but no, they were asking some of his films. Okay. Um, Bad Guy is um, a good one. Time is one of my favorites. Cinematically, it's incredible. You don't even necessarily have to read the subtitles. Just enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably my two favorites. But, like, the first one that I watched was uh, Spring, Summer, fall winter spring which <laughs> and but i can't say again it's not for everybody because a lot of his earlier films there wasn't really too much dialogue mm. so um and again i like dark films you know one of my favorite indie american films was downloading nancy which again not for everybody because when i looked like it's at, dark when i looked it up i i think like 98 percent of the viewing audience at the festivals when it screened several years ago like walked out on it it was so dreary but i really? like that kind of stuff um remember me my love was an italian movie i love um you know so there's just i don't know there's there's a lot of different I, directors kind of are interchangeable for me as long as they're coming up with some kind of dark interesting project i you know there's so many that i admire and that i love their work but again kim ki duck is the one who i will always watch his work he's kind of my number one and where can you find it? Is it on Netflix, on iTunes? Like, if you know, because obviously there's no Netflix DVD rental yeah. place. Netflix definitely has a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I you know I'm really big on South Korean thrillers right now. Like they're mm-hmm. incredible. Like I, mm-hmm. for the last probably decade, I've been really into South Korean thrillers. French dramas and thrillers have always been number one on my list. Um, Spanish thrillers are always really good, and then, like Swedish and Danish thrillers have been really interesting in the last five years too. So. Um, I, I tend to watch a lot more international films than I do American films. I'm sorry, but American films just tend to really remake old movies or remake international films. So, yeah, um, not exactly my favorite at the moment. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm down to work with whoever can kind of give me some interesting, like, you know, material. Really, at this point, just who will, who will hire me? Like, I need some work. If you will hire me. <laughs> if you will hire me, I will work for you. Yes, I will work. <laughs> It's true. I mean, but it's like, I was old boy. Yes. That is a Korean thriller. Um, that's Chan Park Wook, I think, but, um, uh, similar to that, but a little bit different. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so there we go. We got someone who knows. They're like, I know. Well, old boy, Spike Lee redid old boy with, mm. with that. Yeah. yeah. No, Spike Lee's version was, was not my favorite. No. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, mm, you tried, but not with the, where, the direction where you were trying to go with it. You know, um, <laughs> So what motivates you to work in this entertainment business? Because it's, you know, as artists, we are freelance unless you're booked on something and, and you have a, a nine struggle. to five. <laughs> so it's like, what tells you, like, I can do this. I need to be doing this. That kind of thing. You know what? I tried the nine to five thing in college and even after college, and it just doesn't work for me. I'm the type of mind that I need to stay creative or else I literally go insane. Um, I, I'm not... I've never been a very conventional type of a person. So um, for me at this point in my life, especially like nearing 40, I just I want to do things that I'm comfortable with, things that I'm happy about, things that things that I'm passionate about. And, and for me, it's just creating and creating things that aren't necessarily the norm. Um, I, and it, I'm just such, I, for me, I like to stay busy, but I like to stay productively busy. I don't want to mm-hmm. just be busy for nonsense. I don't want to, you know, just be a part of something just to be a part of something. I like to do things that matter. Um, and I like to do things that make you think. And I like to do things that kind of push your emotional limits that necess- that maybe make you uncomfortable. Um, for me, art shouldn't be safe. Art shouldn't be what you deal with in real life. When you listen to music, when you watch a film, it should be able to push you in ways that you're not necessarily pushed in your normal life. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like the things that make you think. I like the things that make you, that make your skin crawl. I like the things Mm -hmm. that kind of just make you think and kind of internalize things. I, um, that's the kind of things that attract me to, to, to want to do something. Um, mm. so I don't know. I, but I like to work. I just, for me, I'm happiest when I'm constantly just doing something, you know, um, productive and making money. Mm. <laughs> for me, ultimately, I want to make an insane amount of money being able mm. to do the things that I want to do creatively in the way that I want to do it. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I've never been a mainstream type of a person. Um, and and the, and my ideas, especially my film ideas, um, aren't necessarily things that you know the general like the studios are going to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and greenlight that. Mm-hmm. I I know for a fact that I'll probably have to finance my own movies just because I like tragedy, and in America they like to keep people happy. <laughs> yeah. So you know the the type of things I want to do are just a little a little more over the limit than um, than the general consensus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to tell, there was a, a viewer, also a friend of mine, Casey. Uh, he's leaving the broadcast. He's on his way to work. And thank you for watching. And you know what? I thought about going to the restaurant. I don't know if you're still on, if you've already logged out. But I thought about going yesterday, and I looked at the hours, and you were closed on <laughs> Sunday. And I was going to have it to be our date night. So we'll have to do that when we get back. But it's a vegan restaurant. I love vegan restaurants. Which so, one? Uh, too good veggie kitchen. Too uh-huh. good something like that. I haven't heard of that one. It's brand new. Oh, okay. Like it's less than a month open. And big boy. Oh wait, go ahead. Uh, yes, clothes from. Yeah, exactly. I so, I like vegan restaurants. I'm actually a vegetarian. Well, ninety nine percent of the time I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I, I would say, at home I'm vegan. Oh yeah, too good veggie kitchen. I was right. Okay. okay. At home I'm vegan. On set. They have cheese on like salads and stuff, so I'll do a little dairy. But I, I tend if I do dairy, I like to do goat milk. But but I, I romage on sunset. Oh my god, they have vegan cheese. It's incredible. Oh. <laughs> it's but, vegan comfort food too. So kind of like doomies. Like is it like junk food vegan? <laughs> well, I guess it's like you know soul. I want to say you know uh, he said we do too. Or I guess you have that that cheese. Okay, but I do seafood occasionally. Yeah. Like when when I when I oh, crave three cheese lasagna. So it's I guess feel good food. So yeah. it's filling, but it's not you know okay. bad for you. I guess you know, but yeah, it's yeah. that it's filling. It's good. It's not like oh, we're just gonna have like a little salad. Yeah. You know. I'm I'm down for the vegan restaurants. Hey. So two good veggie kitchen. <laughs> there we go. I plugged you out. Look at that. Mm, Look I will that. check you out. <laughs> and yeah, so looking up, but they're closed on Sunday, so don't go on Sunday. It's like what I tried to do. <laughs> I was like, yes, no, <laughs> just kidding. So thank you, Casey, for watching. I appreciate it. I know you watched. Uh, you've been watching my Periscopes. I appreciate it, my podcast. <laughs> so get ready for work because you don't want to be late and get fired from the job that you pretty much like aren't owning. <laughs> like, I think you're, well, I know you're, you're running it over there. So 
Okay. So, and th- uh, thank you. Enjoy your day, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Did, oh, I know we talked about the beginning, roughly, but you were saying even as a kid, you knew you were interested in music and entertainment. Yeah, as a kid, I was a very dramatic little child. Mm. <laughs> I would put on shows for family and friends, whoever would, like, watch me perform. I was the type that would do a whole little dance and singing number and dramatic little thing. And, you know, I was in the backyard of my grandparents' house playing with my imaginary friends. And I was just always that, like, you know, if I... I I was just always that kind of a child. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also knew, I kind of, I think at an early age, I kind of also knew I wasn't necessarily like normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little different. You know, I'm, I'm a little different and like not necessarily everybody can relate to me. So I'm going to have to kind of, you know, cut my own kind of cloth. Um, I, you know, I taught myself how to write cursive when I was like in kindergarten through the encyclopedias. And most of you probably won't even know what encyclopedias are if you don't know what cassette tapes are. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> but like, or even cursive, because I don't think anybody does cursive anymore. They don't anymore. teach writing in school anymore. No, yeah, it's but, all so just... I was always a little different as a child, and I knew that. And I was always a little like overly dramatic, and I loved the music and the dancing, and I, you know, I was always really into films. Um, I was just, but, but at the same time, I had a family who was like, no, you need to be practical. You need, you can't do that for a living. And you know, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of like wandered on another path that just didn't work for me for a while. And for me, it's like when I got to a point in my life where I knew that I, I didn't want to just keep messing around anymore. I wanted to take things seriously and I needed, and I was more comfortable in my own skin and with myself and, and just more self-aware. I just knew that the entertainment industry is just where I needed to find a way to make a living because I would be miserable. And if I were to work a regular nine to five, honestly, I'd end up in a mental institution. Mm. Like, I'm just not the type of person that can sit in an office, you know, near, I mean, like, honest, I worked for United Airlines briefly doing reservations and it was the worst job for me ever sitting there and on the phone and listening to people just berate me and like, and just, you know, it, it's not for me. I'm not a customer service person. If you give me attitude, I'm going to give attitude right back to you. <laughs> so I can't, you know, I did like retail when I was in college. It's just not for me. And, um, you know, like the office work just wasn't going to happen for me. And, and, and what I, I'm really passionate about is just, you know, film and music. And so I just knew somehow I had to find a way to make a living doing that. And I'm still, you know, I'm still not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, you know, trying to carve my way doing things, but I'm surrounding myself with the people that, you know, I like to be around and that are mm-hmm. doing things that I, you know, that I enjoy doing and I can make a little bit of money. I just, I need to find a way to make a whole lot more money doing it though. Very true. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, I was just always that kind of a person where I knew that, um, performing in some way, shape or form was what I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, of course it's love or it's, Love, life, and entertainment. We have dabbled in our entertainment. We've dabbled, and we've talked about, you know, life. Now, let's talk a little bit about love. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're like, about that. So, in this entertainment business, is there a special man that's in your life? And if so, do you find it difficult to balance, you know, having a relationship and being in this business? I, I'm officially single. <laughs> officially like does he know this right now like, um, but I'm not looking mm-hmm. I you know I mean like I'm not without a friend <laughs> I you know I, I have um, I don't know a situation that's mm-hmm. been comfortable and it, it's it is what it is and yeah. it, you know it just it is for me and it's been that way for like 10 years now so um, I mean I'm I'm always open to meeting new friends and just you know if I connect with someone I connect with them and mm-hmm. my the you know I don't necessarily have any kind of ideal situation at the moment so it's just um I think the way that I live my life and 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 as much as much determination as I have to make some sort of like solid career for myself, mm-hmm. I don't have the time to be getting to know someone and, you know, I, and to go on dates with someone to try to like, to try to get there. You know, I just, um, I, right now I'm working on me and my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my little friend is fits in perfectly with that. So <laughs> I'm, I don't want to change anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't believe for myself I don't believe in marriage. Um, I'm not against monogamy. I can absolutely be with one person for the rest of my life, but um, I've never been that girl who fantasized about a fairy tale wedding. Mm-hmm. So the conventional realms of a relationship 
don't necessarily work for me. Um, and again, I, you know, I'm on set a lot, you know, on films or whatever, or I'm in the studio a lot and I'm in the studio late nights with a group full of guys. So what kind of guy is going to be okay with that? Mm -hmm. Really? Um, I, you know, dating is not something I concentrate on right now. I'm also a single mother. So, you know, that kind of takes off a lot, takes up a lot of my free time. Um, and Honestly, I just don't have the patience to be getting to know any man right now. <laughs> like, I don't have the time there's for you. There's so many. I mean, there's so many people that you know, will try to get to know me, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of quick to see. Um, if I don't feel that instant connection, mm -hmm. it's just never going to happen, and I would just constantly see the fault in somebody. And I just, um, I, I kind of have my little comfort zone, and it's not necessarily in the dating world right now yeah i mean hey it's real we had some hearts going up for you i don't know if that was because they were like hey i'm here like or hey for not getting married or it could be that too or like i agree me too let's just be together but not get married like i'm a fan like let's just do our thing and nobody else will know exactly they're like or it could be that person like hey give me the shout out but not giving me the shout out yeah. Like, I appreciate it. Like, you never yeah. know. Yeah. But that's being real. That's being honest with yourself, too, and knowing what you want, yeah. you know, and I, knowing I what yeah. you don't want. I just, I know I'm not going to be the happy little housewife sitting at home, you know, taking care of my husband. That's just not me. Yeah. I'm kind of the one that's the go-getter. I like to do my own thing. At the same time, I like to have a man in my life who makes a whole lot more money than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I always have had that, generally, when I have been in a relationship, but, um... Right now, a relationship just wouldn't fit into my lifestyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at him. He's like, yeah, that's me. But low-key, you don't even know his name. Wasn't me. He's like, I didn't do it. Not me. Not her. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's good. Now, do you have... I mean, you've gone on dates. We've all gone on dates. We all have. Now, there's that one date that you're like, oh, gosh, that was a horrible date. That person was crazy. Who? What was that? <laughs> like, what was that date? <laughs> so I was flown out of town to go see somebody that I um, knew through mutual associates, and we communicated mostly online. Um, we kind of connected one time here locally, uh, and it was just brief. But um, and then I, you know, I, I went out of town to go see them, and was just like, you know what? You are never going to be the one for me. Um, when you have to check your bank account before we go out to dinner, Aww. big red flag <laughs> for me. I'm sorry, just not the man for me. Um, and and then, like, you know, the flight alone, like, you know, I was flying out of Burbank Airport, and I was like, there are flights on Southwest every damn hour just booking on Southwest. <laughs> Mama's boy had their mama like book in the flight who is a realist or a, a travel agent and travel agents don't necessarily have access to Southwest. So they booked me on a different airline, oh, which no. didn't have, you know, the most convenient flights. And not only did, were the flights not convenient, the customer service desk was closed for a couple of hours at the airport. So when I got there to check in, there was like nobody to check in with. It was just really annoying for me. And that was like the first step of my going out of town to go see them. So by the time I got there, I was just annoyed and like, you didn't listen to me. You didn't, you know, you didn't book the flight I told you to book. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just all bad. And, and this was several years ago. And the thing is, that person is still contacting me trying to be like, I would really like to date you. Would you be interested? Hell no. I cut my trip with you short for a reason. Oh, I flew no. back home before I was supposed to fly back home for a reason. And this was, again, five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> and you're still trying to date me. If I cuss you out the last time that I physically see you, that should tell you that I don't want to see you again. And even if I'm friendly and cordial with you, you don't have a chance at dating me again. It's just, I'm very upfront. I'm very forward. If I tell you I'm not into you, I'm not into you. There's not a chance that I'm going to be into you. Like, the people that I've been attracted to, they know. So if you have to question whether or not I want you, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, so I think that's interesting, the fact that you ended the trip early 
And he's like, so I still want to hang out. Yeah. But why do you think I left early? I didn't leave early because I'm having such a great time. When you comment on all of my posts and pictures on social media, and when you're constantly sending me direct messages that I do not reply to, get the hint. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, doesn't doesn't that give you something? Like, inform you? Yeah, you're grown, I mean, right? You like you're you're an adult. Dating is just not for me. I mean, like I'm an extremely open and very blunt person. I will tell you how I feel. I will tell you, you know, my thoughts. I just um, I like the same in return. I like honesty. I like openness. Mm-hmm. And you know what I find in 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 the people that I've dated in the last like decade, they're not necessarily the most um, transparent people. <laughs> and 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 there's a lot of fronting and there's a lot of you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of people who try to act like they're they are what they're not here in LA and and I can see past all of that so which kind of keeps me away from dating out here yeah um, I need to find myself some like insanely rich like crazy like artist like a sculptor or like a painter a or sculptor. something that's just not in LA like some like Parisian or something or like, that's a sculptor <laughs> let me find some billionaire like art like art artist yeah like in france like some beautiful dark you know like i don't know whatever and he's sculpting and you have to be tall you've got to be six feet or up or i'm just i'm sorry i'm only five three i like my men to be a lot taller than me she's like (laughs) a lot she's like i'm here i need you to be up here i need you to be taller than me when i'm wearing my five and six inch heels yeah so boom there we go so if you're out there and you fit all these qualifications then there we go you make more money than me mm-hmm. you're secure you're intelligent you have mm-hmm. a sense of humor and you're attractive and you're fun and you're freaky boom <laughs> put in freaky bam okay there we go so if boom. you're watching there we go there we go you're out there let's just make that connect or somehow you know yeah. hey. we'll make that happen <laughs> So before we have this guy to figure out how to find you on social media, <laughs> tell us what is your, what is success for you and when do you feel like you've achieved it? Like not saying like, all right, you've done that, now it's over. But when do you feel like you've gotten success in your business, in this field? When you can live life comfortably without having to worry about like how you're going to pay your next bill. I think you've kind of achieved a certain level of success financially. But also if you're really fight like if you're, passionate about what you're doing if what you're doing every day is fun you know if you don't get tired of what you're doing I think that's successful I think if you can find what you're passionate in and still make a living out of it and still not even just a living because there are people who do check to check I want I want to make way more than just the comfortable living I want to be able to do what I want to do um leisurely um and still professionally be able to handle what I can do so like for me I'm from Personally, my level of success would require a whole lot of money because there's a lot of things that I want to do. And in order to be able to do them, I need to be able to pay for it. So, and I'm not someone who like waits for someone else. Like I don't want to find financing. I don't want to wait for someone else to pay for it. I like to pay for things myself. So um, for me, it's just being able to sustain a living and, and to be able to, you know, maintain your your lifestyle and still be able to have fun and be passionate about it that to me is when you're successful like if you're really making a whole hell of a lot of money and you hate your job and you're miserable every day that you go there that's not success to me um so you know i i just i don't i'm not anywhere near where i want to be again i said that before and it's just i i have a, a whole lot more to go before i can get to a place where i feel like i'm comfortable and i can say that i've achieved any sort of level of success um you know, I I know a whole hell of a lot of people and a lot of people know me, but really in the industry, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you and who is willing to keep hiring you. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, when I've achieved a, a circle of people who are I'm con- constantly working with and we can continue to make money and, you know, bring things to the world that aren't necessarily, you know, the things that they haven't, that they maybe didn't even know that they wanted or that they didn't know that they needed. That's what I want to do. That's when I feel like I would be successful. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, where can Mr. Uh, sculptor and this, <laughs> this uh, freaky tall man find you and all the others that can stay up to date with the music that you have that's coming out in the next couple of months and stay up to date with the things that you're doing in the industry? Where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm, I'm really only on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I can tell you Facebook. I only accept people I personally know. <laughs> Twitter, it's open. Um, I don't really 
do too much on Twitter, but I am on Twitter. Um, Instagram, I'm on. I really only joined Instagram originally to keep track of my son. Mm-hmm. But now I can. <laughs> what now, are you doing in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I post, you know, I post random things. And I, you know, I'm not someone who, like, my selfies are, like, random. And they're not, I'm not a thought. So yeah. you're not going to get any booty shots. Like, you're not, not happening. Not happening here. You're not going to get, you know, none of that. Um, you'll get a lot of pictures of my cats. You'll get a lot of random pictures of other things, you know. Um, but yeah, so probably Twitter would be the. I think Twitter, Twitter's the best. Yeah, Twitter. So and what Instagram. is your Twitter and Instagram? Um, you can find me under Karita Santi um, on Instagram. I'm under Infamously Anonymous because that um, I'm working on a site for that. So okay, nice. Yeah. But, and then um, the site, what's the... Well, it, it, I, I gotta re, I have to repurchase some of the websites because I, I haven't actually built them yet. Because uh-huh. I creatively, I'm thinking of what I can do on it. And what I want to do is be able to release certain like snippets of music that I'm working on and also like video clips and things. But I haven't been able to find the right group of web people to do what I mm. want them to do. They all kind of have their own idea and it's not my vision. So um, it's not up right now. But, you know... Um, I will, you know, uh, I will blast that out on Twitter when it is available. But, you know, eventually, hopefully, if... Well, I don't even want to put it out because someone might buy it today. So. Well, yeah, don't say that. We'll just... That part, just take that just, out. Just just find me on Twitter. So, on Twitter, we'll be able to find out when it is released. <laughs> yeah. The just, website yeah. and stay up to date with all your stuff. So, blast out when you're doing... And I'll link up know. the people that I can link to. Yeah. And, you know, and things that I'm working on and people that I've, I've been associated with. So, um, I'm, I'm working on that. There's so many things that I want to be doing and, and just innovatively, like, different things creative. And I just... Um, it's not completely together right now. By the end of this year, everything will be a little more in motion. I just, I've been a little distracted this year with some personal issues. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. That's life. Life happens. Yeah. So I would say stay, you know, on stay Twitter. tuned. Stay tuned. Everything in my life right now is to be announced. So follow on Twitter <laughs> and find out. Be the first to know. Don't miss out. By this time next year, hopefully the world will have at least heard about me a little bit. Heard about a little bit more. So be the first. A little bit. And then, you know, like everybody else, like, oh, did you hear? Did you know? So be the one in the know. Don't be the one in the not know. Not in the know. I've got some things going on. Give me a year. You'll start hearing about Miss Carita Santi. Mm, I like that plug. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, guys, you know, on Instagram, it is Megan A. Weaver, M-E-G-A-N, and then the letter A, and then Weaver. And on Facebook, I have a fan page. I am Megan Weaver. And on Insta or on Twitter and Periscope, it is bacon eaten Megan. <laughs> yes, I'm not down with the pork. I'm sorry, but there's fake pork, there's soy, and it's funny when I post that because I don't eat a lot of pork bacon. I don't. I actually have in my freezer right now. I have veggie bacon. I make portobello bacon. See. And I, I but that's a, a form of bacon. Portobello bacon. That's a form of bacon. I don't judge. Yes, my bacon. I can cook. Kind of, I get down in the kitchen. I'm not a baker, but I can cook. She's like, but I can cook. <laughs> so the bacon is for everybody, you know, from the, scratch to I can cook from scratch. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you have two cooks up in here because I cook too from scratch. <laughs> you know, we didn't throw down today, but you know, we can, we can. So just to let you guys know, that's where it is. So, uh, yeah, we're not, no. yeah, no. And <laughs> we can cook. Okay, we cook in the kitchen. So that's where you guys can find us on all social media. Stay up to date. All that jazz of what she's doing, what I'm doing. And later today around 3 o'clock, I will have another podcast. But this one will be released next Monday. But I will also be periscoping um, at 3 o'clock. So I don't have, you know, they're in the sky. So thank you. Me guys. too. Yes. Yes, there we go. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, have a great Monday. You guys will actually hear this on release on the podcast uh, tonight. So thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.